Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Hey, Jordan Harbinger here. Subscribe to the only show that will show you how to apply the world's greatest ideas from the most striking minds. After presenting more than a thousand interviews, I couldn't be more compelled to introduce you to the Jordan Harbinger Show. We've got spies and CEOs, athletes and authors from Kobe Bryant to Malcolm Gladwell, Tony Hawk and Howie Mandel to the chairman of Google, founders of LinkedIn and Instagram, antiquities smugglers, con men, brilliant scientists, national heroes, and even the head of the CIA. Listed as Apple's best of 2018 and countless other awards that, let's be honest, you probably don't care about right now. So come and have a listen for yourself and join me as we exploit the superpowers of the world's most incredible thinkers, amazing achievers, and iconic change makers with their insights delivered right into your mind. You'll get that blueprint of their brilliance each week so that you can learn to live what you listen. Subscribe right now to The Jordan Harbinger Show, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you're listening now. Napa know-how. At Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers, get a $25 prepaid Visa card when you get any Napa automotive battery. It's the best deal for some of the best batteries from some of the best car people around. But we might be a little partial. Anywho, pick up any Napa automotive battery and save 25 bucks. Do it yourself or have it done for you. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care Centers. While supplies last, offer NZ3120. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another brand new episode of the Collider Games Podcast. My name is Denzin. I'm here with first from South Africa, Joshua Vayers. And also in Canada, we've got the return of Caboose. Caboose, you're back. We haven't I'm seen you in a while. back. My triumphant return. And we're going to talk about Spider-Man, of all things. So that's pretty yeah. sweet. I'm super Spider-Man. excited to be back. PS5 reveal. But yeah, yeah. We, got an interna- we got an international show here. I'm in America. So three different <laughs> countries representing uh, today. Uh, how right. you been, Caboose? Because me and Josh, like first like five or 10 minutes of every show we're talking about uh lockdowns and protests and <laughs> yes all kinds of stuff how, how are you doing uh i'm good i'm good i mean as good as we can be obviously under the circumstances i've been quarantining like everybody uh luckily my work involves me quarantining anyways if that makes sense <laughs> so i mean things have been good things have been good i'm i'm you know i'm glad to be here um Everyone has been protesting. Yeah, I mean, protests have been happening in Toronto as well, and I and I support it. It's all been peaceful protests in Toronto, which is great. So, yeah, overall, things have been good, as, as good as they can be, and hopefully soon the world will go back to some form of normal. Yeah, yeah. We, me and Josh also talked about on the podcast, like, out of all the industries, the gaming industry has kind of been hit the least hardest. Yes. <laughs> like, least affected, because yeah. everything you we, we're doing... We, we're doing anyways you know you can download games you can play games you can play online you can you can talk about games all mm-hmm. the releases are fine um we got you know we'll talk about it later we got a big game in the last of us part two coming out next week so all right let's let's get into it the playstation 5 reveal event came out uh or happened yesterday uh yep. delayed a week because of the protests um I did a video with Greg Smith, uh, one of the writers from Collider yesterday. It's on the channel. So I, I want to get your guys' take. Uh, Caboose, what do you think about the the event in general? 
and then go into the the console design of it uh for the event in general i mean sony definitely put on a really good show uh they know exactly what people want and that's to just see the games that's all people care about they i mean listen i as someone who has interacted with developers who work on these games i respect and appreciate the craft of creating them it's just from a consumer standpoint to sit there during the interviews, to sit there and look at people talking about the game. Sometimes it's not enough. People just want to see the games. And that's exactly what PlayStation did. They just, it was reveal after reveal after reveal. Some games were a little weirder than others. Mm-hmm. Some games were not like knock your socks off like others. But overall, it was a solid conference. The only thing that I would have suggested um, and honestly, this could have gone either way, is that you maybe save Spider-Man for the very end, like the last one, because for someone like myself, and maybe this is just a biased thing because I love superheroes and all that stuff, but after Spider-Man was revealed, it was very hard for me to like focus or or be fully tuned in for any of the other reveals the way that I was for Spider-Man, because Spider-Man got me so excited that I just couldn't stop thinking about it. And so, like, they showed, like, Gran Turismo, and then they had Ratchet and Clank, which was great and all that. Um, but, yeah, they probably should have saved Spider-Man for the end just because that was the massive, like, kept under wraps secret mm-hmm. that they were able to reveal at the start of the show. Um, but besides that, like, yeah, it was really solid. Um, good amount of reveals. Really good-looking games. Some that are coming out. Oh, God, the cat jumped up. There's your cat. Some, <laughs> some that are coming out a little later than others. But overall, they look really good. That, that cat game, speaking of cats, that cat game looked interesting. Stray. Uh, it's stray. Uh, but that's cross-platform, I believe. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's another thing that I'd consider a negative. Um, although, this is something that Xbox, anybody would do, is they do that thing where... They deceive you. They try to make you think it's a PlayStation exclusive, mm-hmm. but it's not, you know? So, I don't know. And then, obviously, like, there, there's a big debacle right now regarding a confusion surrounding Spider-Man PS5 and whether or not it's an actual sequel or a spinoff. But whatever, we'll get that. We'll get to that in a little bit. Um, regarding the console design itself, it's nice. It's sleek. Uh, I like the white and black. I know some people are not a, the biggest fan of the color scheme. I like it a lot. Uh, the controller looks great, of course. Uh, and they're selling an all-digital version, which people made fun of Xbox a lot for. So I wonder where those people are now that PlayStation's doing it. Um, I, don't, I don't know why anyone would make fun of that. It's, it's just an option. It's because Xbox did it. <laughs> that's, that's the only reason. And, I mean, it's a good option, right? The console's going to be cheaper that way uh so, so yeah so like it's just gonna get the console in more people's hands than it would have otherwise um and everything looks good everything looks good I'm, I'm excited for the future of gaming i'm just way more excited than anything else for spider-man <laughs> yeah. uh josh what's your take on the event and also the console design uh all right well the event itself um started off super strong I would actually, I, I kind of like that they showed Spider-Man in the beginning because that's what made me stay throughout the whole thing. Because in the middle, they kind of lost me in the middle, man. Mm-hmm. One of the games, I actually had to bring it up because I was, I was physically uncomfortable when they showed the trailer or the clips for Bug Snacks. I knew that was Dude. the one you were going to say. <laughs> I knew that was I was physically <laughs> uncomfortable. It was weird. It felt like a drug trip gone bad. Like even yeah. like the way that like 
the dialogue, everything, it, just, it creeped me out, man. It just, mm -hmm. everything about that made me just, ugh, like I don't, I'm having like war flashbacks or something. It's horrible. Uh, so yeah, they kind of lost me in the middle. They ended off really strong. I am, um, Horizon Zero Dawn is one of my favorite games oh, yeah. of all time. So getting a, the story so good. So getting a sequel, I I knew it was going to be happening, but I was like, I don't know, I was... I was starting to think, it's been about three years, I was starting to think, okay, I'm, I haven't heard anything, I don't know if anything's going to happen, and then they dropped this, and dude, I jumped out, out of my seat when I saw this. Probably the similar reaction you had for uh, Miles Morales, I had that reaction for Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, super excited to be uh, for the Miles Morales game. I think, I mean, I know that they said that it's going to expand upon that Marvel Spider-Man universe that they built in the previous Spider-Man game as... To how I mean, I also, I also I think we all knew it was coming because in Spider-Man you had that Miles Morales mission. You know what I mean? So I think yeah. we all knew that it was it was definitely coming. But 2020 end of this year, that's soon, yeah. dude. That's yeah. that's like super soon. That's what really blew me away. Um, oh yeah, Godfall uh, gameplay disappointed me. I was actually really stoked for that game when they first announced it. Um, oh yeah, because it looked so the cutscenes look amazing, but the gameplay just looked lacking for a next gen console. That's um, how I felt too. You know, I, was, I was hoping yeah. I wasn't alone in that because I looked at it and I was like, mm. this doesn't look truly next gen the way that some of the other games they were showing did. And yeah, what, what did you guys yeah. think of, of them adding that like hip hop track to the trailer? That was kind of came out of nowhere. That yeah. Was, yeah. That was, I guess that was a little uh, bit of oof. Gearbox flavor from their Borderlands days. I don't yeah. know. It looks Just like because... it would have been a, a next gen mobile game. You know what I mean? Like Ooh. if anything, <laughs> like I would go so far as to, and it, and it didn't, it didn't look fun. And it, it was, it's the kind of game. Look, I like co op games. I like, I like looter games where you're, it's all about getting better loot and stuff. And they were showing off all this armor, and it didn't look that good. Like, I'm not talking graphics wise. I mean, like if you, if you're gonna like unlock legendary equipment, this legendary equipment and epic equipment's gotta look amazing. But it all. This kind of looked whatever, you know, like if this game came out two, three years ago, I would have been mad excited. But with the current state of our consoles and gaming machines, it's just a bit disappointed with that. Um, what, what was it? What about the console design? What do you think oh, of the console I'll, design? I'll talk about that just now because I love that. A Ghostwire, I'm super excited for Ghostwire because I'm a weeb. I watch a lot of anime. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I love I love Japanese culture. Um and so I'm stoked about that. It reminds me of a game called Shadow Warrior. The gameplay reminds me a lot of Shadow Warrior, this kind of first-person hack and slash. And I like it because all the attacks are these, like, hand symbols that you're doing that you see in, like, a lot of animes and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, it's really dope. Uh, moving on to the what the console design looks like. First of all, I... I'll actually, I'll say this afterwards. First of all, I loved it. I think it's sexy. I think it's futuristic. I think it's like the Tesla of consoles. I am a bit of a Sony fanboy. It looks good. I love the color scheme. I know a couple of people are complaining, but someone put out um, someone put out a couple copies of what it would look like in different colors because it wouldn't be that difficult for them to release different uh, different versions of the console in Not different colors. All. And it looks looks just as good in black. Like just all black looks great. What I hate about these console reveals is. I mean, the Xbox One is different because it has to stand up like that, I'm assuming. But oh, like the PS4, the PS3, whenever they show it, they always show it standing up on its side. And realistically, I'm always going to put the console on its side, not standing yep. up vertically. You know what I mean? Yep. So it always bothers me that they don't show me what it looks like down. Uh, I'm more, they did I'm with more the Xbox. With the Series X, they did show okay. that you can, lay, you can lay it flat. And same with That's, the PlayStation 5. Yeah. yeah. Man, it's... Um, but the the digital version is the one I'm most most excited for. It looks the best. Um, 
And as long as you got good internet, man, just why not? Just use the use the digital version. The headphones look sick too. Uh, I mean, look, Sony is a big company. Sony knows how to make things like ergonomic. You know what I mean? In terms of everything, really, like any any, any product that they've really worked with, they make things really ergonomic, which I like. So very happy about the uh, the, the console design. And mm-hmm. in terms of the aspect of the the Xbox versus the PS5, it's it's one of those things where if we're looking at just pure style, it's um. I'm le- I'm leaning towards the PS5 because I want something that stands out. I want something that's attention grabbing. I want people to see it, you know. But at the same time, I see a large appeal for the Xbox being a lot more like toned down and not being as attention grabbing. Like I uh, like I I see the appeal in both of them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I can see a lot of people leaning towards Xbox because it's kind of like sleek and it kind of sits there and it'll fit in with most living rooms. Whereas this PlayStation, unless you you're gonna have to like have a very modern looking living room to kind of make it. A part of it, you know. Yeah, um, I I don't know it if it's good. official. I don't know if it's official, but I saw an image circulating that showed like a potential size comparison, and the PlayStation Five apparently, out of everything, is the largest in terms of height, at least the largest yeah. console, uh, like bigger than a One X or sorry, not the One X, the uh, the Series X. Mm-hmm. So if that's the case, I don't know <laughs> where I'm gonna have the space to place this thing. Um, but I do agree with you. Uh, that I can see both sides of it in terms of if you're the the general consumer who's like, which console do I get? But I think at the end of the day, the PlayStation 5 is going to be the way to go. It just now all depends on how much it's going to cost. I am so surprised that Sony still held out on that. I honestly thought, I guess they're, they're just going to keep playing this game of chicken with mm-hmm. Xbox. And they're just going to keep waiting and keep waiting until Xbox... Or I guess either Sony, whoever, decides to say, all right, fine. We'll announce our price. Go ahead. You announce the lower price, you jerks. Like, that's, it's it's got to be 500 for. It's got to be 500 Here's I my think thinking. Here's my thinking. Side. I think that's the low side. I think it's going to be 500 because Amazon uh, had to apologize to Sony because they leaked the price at $600. And there was like this mm. big apology. So it's obviously not going to be 600 bucks. And I mean, the, oh. cost to make, the cost to make is what? Like 475 and on the PlayStation 4, they only made a $20 profit per console. It was like 370 something dollars to make the PS4, and they were selling it at 400 And they make their money back with the licensing rights. So unless they need the money, which I don't see them needing, Sony's probably making a good amount of money off of their games right now during lockdown. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think it's going to be $500. And if anything more than that, and I think that they're going to lose out on a lot of, uh, a lot of potential sales. Mm-hmm. But so you're they, saying five hundred dollars for the digital version or for the disc version? No, for for the disc the disc version. I think the okay. digital version. Well, I think or the digital version will be at least about hundred bucks less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Three ninety nine makes sense to me. Makes sense, yeah. and that's why you do a digital version too. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. only to obviously have that option, but to say you're starting at a lower price point, you can say. Starting at three ninety nine or whatever, so it's it's like the safety net. If Xbox ends up having the lower price, at least they have the digital version that would mm-hmm. potentially be the actual lowest price on the market. You know? Yeah, I, uh, I got a question for you guys. I got a question. So they revealed the full product. Uh, they've revealed all the products, right? They revealed uh, the headphones, the the mm-hmm. controller, and yep. the, the camera. Now there was. Mm-hmm. The fact that they added the PlayStation camera into the reveal leads me to believe that they have to be planning something with the PSVR or the next generation for the PSVR. Uh, look, the so. other appeal to the camera is for streaming purposes. Like, it's mm-hmm. a good camera to use if you're if you're a, a console streamer. But besides that, I think, I mean, for from a commercial point of view, they must be showing off the camera for VR purposes, you know what I mean, in the future. 
I could see that being the case. I mean, PlayStation is still very much so pushing out PlayStation VR and, and selling units. You know, they just had Iron Man launch or is launching in July, yeah. I think. Um, so, like, they still got they still got a lot of stuff that they want to do with the VR world. So I can see that being the case. And obviously, you know, as well, just like you mentioned, I think they do kind of like uh, having some streaming capabilities through the PlayStation. A lot of people do use them. Uh, contrary to what most people would believe, so it's it's just always like a nice thing to have there. I love that the headphones are wireless. I think that's oh, yeah. awesome. Uh, I love that they're Bluetooth. Um, I just hope that it comes with a wire to charge my controller so that I can keep playing and that it's not just the docking station. But we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Dennis, what did you what did you think of everything? I mean, in general, I, on the video I said yesterday that I thought uh i was impressed with with the event i wasn't blown away it was mm-hmm. good not a great event um you know there's a lot of good games in there but also you know pe- people were waiting and you know that's the problem when you have high expectations right so you know the the spider-man thing and we'll talk about that some more in a little bit but like that thing was obviously like the big attention grabber but then people are waiting for people like to get hit over the head with like three or four of these and you kind of got that with the the horizon zero dawn sequel but you didn't get like there wasn't like announcement of an uncharted sequel there wasn't you know what i mean there was like a few things that people were hoping to see and i think god of war was would have probably been yeah the ultimate you know you didn't even have to give a date just say coming yeah. soon if you just oh, did yeah. a little cg trailer that it's happening then uh yeah people would have been all yeah. outsold. and i will say I, I felt the event was a little long considering it's not a live event you know usually when you get mm-hmm. those live events you got the audience energy in there you got these speed you know like uh the, the microsoft one we went to uh was it last year the one where keanu reeves came out Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mike like, Professor. Yeah, you get yep. like that energy from those type of things. Well, you don't have that in this type of pre-tape thing where they're just throwing, you know, mostly trailers with little bits of uh, interviews in there. Mm-hmm. So an hour 20 was a bit long for that. I think an hour would have been fine. You know, also a lot of a lot of platformers, a lot of uh, indie platformers in yes. there. You know, a lot of those games were, you know, you could have done that on the PS4, no problem. You didn't need mm-hmm. the PS5. But overall, I thought it was a it was a good, good showing. Um, you know, now the ball is in Microsoft Xbox Court, and to see what they do when they, they announce, are they going to announce the price? Because we're going to have this kind of price war thing, mm-hmm. and, and also exclusive games. I mean, that's really what it comes down to, right? Exclusive games. There's there's something we're going to talk about later, but. I feel like Xbox has a really huge opportunity right now. Okay. okay. To, I, I to think not, I knew. yeah, to not necessarily, maybe not win the console generation, but to have a fighting chance because with Spider Man, with Horizon, with a, like with the high likely possibility that there's going to be another God of War, PlayStation very much so has this generation on lockdown. So there's a there's an opportunity, but we'll talk about it later. I did want to talk about a little more with Spider Man. Because people are very confused about this right now. We have a video up on Collider Games that just went up where I go about it a little more in detail. But to just kind of give the quick gist of it, people are really confused if this is the Spider-Man PS4 sequel. And to answer that, like, it is and it isn't. It's like Mm Spider-Man 1.5. Basically what the game is, from what I understand, this based on some of the quotes that I've read from people who work at PlayStation, people who work at Insomniac, uh, it is... 
the open world from Spider-Man PS4 remastered essentially or enhanced in PS5. Uh, it's got the snow and all that. And Miles is the main protagonist. Miles Morales is the character you play as. And it's a story revolving around him. So it's not like a full-fledged sequel where I think we're going to get one maybe even next year. Uh, and it's not also just a two-hour DLC expansion like the DLC that we got for Spider-Man PS4. This is a new game, but it's not a full-blown brand-new Spider-Man game the way that you'll probably expect to see from a Spider-Man 2, which I think, again, we will get next year or maybe two years. Who knows? But I think so that's like this... a spinoff. Exactly. Exactly. It is It is a spinoff of Spider-Man PS4 from what I understand. It's going to feature the, the open world from the main game that we saw come out in 2018. And I think the best way to describe this, this is like the Arkham Origins of Spider-Man games, if you know what I mean. It is the game that's meant to bridge the gap between the first actual Spider-Man sequel mm -hmm. or the first actual Spider-Man game and then the Spider-Man sequel. The only difference is it looks way more polished, not as completely rushed, and probably won't be as buggy as Arkham Origins ended up being. Although that ended up being a really well-written game uh, and is super underrated in my opinion. But that's that's kind of the best way that I can describe this is that it's just that that game that bridges the gap. But it also looks like there's there's plenty of meat on the bones there and there's plenty of story to experience. And I'm I'm really excited for it. I mean, someone, it's, it's uh, sorry. Go, go ahead, ahead, Dennis. I was just going to say, as someone who hasn't played the Spider-Man on PS4, which I just bought recently, so I will get to that. I'll probably live stream it. Um, how how many hours is Spider-Man? Let's say, I'm not talking about like every single side mission, but like mm -hmm. let's say the main story. How long? How many hours is that? And how many hours would you guess this Miles Morales version would be? Mm, that's a good question. I think if you're playing just the story mode, beginning to end, watching all the cutscenes, all that stuff, I think is does it clock in somewhere around like? Is, do you think it's 30 for the for the main story or for the whole package? Yeah, no, no side quests. I think it's like I feel. I, I, then again, I play games slowly, but for me, it felt like about thirty five hours with with doing very minimal I mean, side quests. Yeah, I'd say probably. You know, if you're looking at just racing through all the story missions, if you're not going to do any exploration or anything like that, you're probably looking at around that, or maybe even like twenty five hours or around there. Um, just mm. it, you know, if you're someone who's literally like, I'm not even going to free roam. I'm not even going to swing around the city. I am going from mission to mission to mission. You're looking at somewhere around that range. And I'm guessing that the miles game will probably be something like 10 hours. That's my guess. I don't mm. know for sure, but that's my guess. And I'm also assuming that it's not going to be sold at full price. I think it's going to mm. be like a $40 game. But yeah. The question do is, how do you think, um, uh, do you think there's going to be a, I mean, this is my biggest, uh, I wouldn't say issue. This is a good because I'm looking forward to this game for sure. Uh -huh. But no matter how no matter how you look at it, Miles Morales has very he has different powers. You know what I yes. mean? So there's going to be yep. the gameplay will be different. I'd imagine a lot of stealth because the dude can go invisible. Mm -hmm. um, we got to see some of the the electrocuting, the shocking abilities he has. So the gameplay we know for a fact the gameplay will be different. Web swinging yep. most likely will be similar. Hopefully they give like a nice different style to how he web swings. Like they don't use like the exact same animations to make like different animations to make it more unique right. to him. Right. Um, but yeah, I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of stealth aspects to it because he can go invisible. Well, yeah, like you can already see just from, uh, although it's literally one clip, but you can see from the one clip that they show of him swinging that he, he is very different from Peter, right? He's not as experienced. Hell yeah. When he, when he lets go of the swing, he's almost like, 
almost like in a free fall, like he's a fallen to his doom or something like that. You can tell he's just he's moving with that inexperienced style, but he's still kind of honed in on his skills and he's like understanding what it's like to be Spider-Man. So I like that. I think that that's super interesting and I agree with you. I hope that there is nothing we see in this game that is a reused animation or like reused whatever from Spider-Man PS4. I want it to feel completely unique because that's the only way you'll have me sold when you tell me it is a brand new game. I think I'm going to guess that it's going to be 15 hours. I hope so. Yeah, Yeah. reduced price, maybe $50 instead of $60 or $40 instead of $60. Uh, It sounds like something that they... They really Sony really wanted to have at the the launch because that was the thing yeah. that surprised me the most. Not that there was a new game, and not that it was Miles Morales. It was that at the end they're like holiday twenty twenty. I was like, yeah. okay, that is soon. <laughs> yeah. So it's probably not you know as big a game as as the original one was. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, as far as the console design, uh, I liked it. I, I think it's better than the Xbox Series X one. But for me personally, I, I, I'm like Josh. Uh, I don't really care, to be honest. Like, <laughs> it, it looks cool. It looks cooler than the Xbox Series X. It's just because the way, uh, you know, I, I have my console, I stick it in a you know corner or in a cabinet or something on the side, and I just never think about it, you know? So that's just, just personally, for, for, for me, it's just not that big of an issue. As long as it, the console itself is not gigantic, you know? It seems like the Xbox Series X is more girthy, like wider, but not as tall as the PS5. And the PS5, I, I say it looks cool. It looks like an Alienware uh, desktop. I, I, I like the look of it, but ultimately just not going to factor too much into it for me. Yeah, the games that you play is what matters the most. Yeah, the yeah. yeah. I, I noticed both consoles def- have very large vents. So mm-hmm. that's, that, that's one thing that's uh, definitely... Uh, between the two, they both have large vents, so leads me to. I know that some people said that the PS5 dev kit was overheating, so maybe that's why they like. I know that, uh, and mind you, the the console design they have now is very different from the dev kit. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure that the, the the redesign was probably to help uh, uh, get, uh, cool it down. Uh, before, while we're on the topic of the console, I know I spoke to you about this a couple of weeks ago, Dennis, but I want to get your uh, point of view on this caboose. So the the controller, the PS5 controller, comes with haptic feedback which in my opinion is just like a fancier way of saying, hey, we have a new type of vibration for the controller. Right. But a couple, de- a couple developers said that it's great once you actually get to experience the immersion and stuff, but it's like how much actual use do you think having haptic feedback on a, on a controller would be? I mean, it'll feel good, but for me, I don't, I don't see much use to it. When I think haptic feedback, I think of gloves. I think of like suits that you can wear. <laughs> you can feel bullets and stuff, but... I like, I don't want to feel the bullets on the palm of my hand, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like... yeah. No, I get what you mean. Uh, honestly, I'm, I'm with you there. That just sounds like fancy wording to me. I really don't know exactly what that means. You know, they've, they've talked about it as well regarding Spider-Man and they're like, yeah, the haptic feedback in the controller is going to make you feel every punch or every web swing and stuff like that. So I really don't know what it's going to be like. I guess it's just something we're going to have to experience when we use the controller or when we're playing a game on our ps5s but i don't know i mean for some games i just turn off vibration for my controllers because for some games it can be annoying but like if i'm playing for instance if i'm playing like call of duty or apex or something like that that helps me a lot because Mm. i I don't know what it is 
that I just the 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 cue of your controller vibrating get, gets me more on alert that there's an enemy nearby or something like that than actually getting shot wood or or like the visual yeah. cue on my screen. Um, but for a game like Spider Man or even just any sort of single player game, that sort of stuff doesn't really affect my experience in any way. Uh, so if as long as it doesn't detract from it, then cool, whatever it is, cool. But if it does end up being something that's annoying, I might see myself in a in a position where I got to turn off vibration for some of the games that I play on PS5. For sure. Uh, yeah. And then real real quick, I didn't I did not add this to the list. I just wanted to bring it up real quick because while we were covering the event, there was they showed off a game during the event mm-hmm. that looked cool. They showed gameplay, but at the same time, they didn't tell you anything as to what the hell the point of the game is. Uh, it's the um, what? Here's the name: D- Destruction All Stars. The uh, oh my god, the game where it's like, yes. what the hell is it about? It's the, it's these okay. It's set it's set in an arena, all yeah. right, and you're switching between on foot combat and in car combat. But it's like, so is it an arena combat game? Is it like Rocket League? Is there like a scoring system set up? Yeah. They they didn't explain anything about like how the game actually how you pl- actually play the game, you know? So I'm so confused. It looks cool, but I have no idea what the hell it's about. And I feel like that's a poor trailer. Like, how can you show a two minute trailer of pure gameplay and people still don't know what the objective of the game is? <laughs> yeah, that uh, that game. Although I agree, you know that they just revealed it and there is no information besides that it looks cool but it looks cool so so they they have my day one purchase for that one that looked like a ton of fun i just have no clue i'm right there with you josh i have no clue what the objective is how you're supposed to win is it like a battle royale is it like an arena type thing where you're just supposed to be the last one standing i'm assuming that's all it is it just i guess it's just one of those games where it's not as massive of a release as something like, you know, The Last of Us or Spider-Man where they don't really need to give you too much besides what the game is going to play like. So hopefully we learn more soon. But that reveal, outside of, like, everything we were seeing, uh, although it was weird, it looked like a lot of fun and a game that I oh, yeah. definitely want to play. Yeah. Um, the other, the second biggest game that they announced was the Horizon Zero Dawn sequel yes. called Horizon Forbidden West. Oh, yeah. Also, another game that I've never played. Um, I just got my PS4 at the end of last year. I just finished Last of Us Part 1 just so I could play Last of Ooh. Us Part 2. Yeah. It took me seven years to beat the game. <laughs> I, I might do a video on it, it I, honestly, because I ran into so many problems. But anyways, so I'm, now that I have a PS4... I know PS5 is coming up, but I'm trying to catch up on all of these franchises. So I bought Spider-Man, which I need to beat. Yes. Uh, I bought uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, the original. It was only ten bucks. Uh, Spider-Man was nice. twenty bucks for the Game of the Year edition. And then I bought um, the Uncharted um, Greatest Hits one, where it has the first three games. Okay. Um, I have played Uncharted before. I just never finished the first one. Mm-hmm. And I play, I think, a little bit of the second one as well. So I just, I just oh. need. To, sit down and get through that stuff but since there's no new uncharted coming out i can hold off on that one but spider-man yep. i gotta do horizon zero dawn i gotta do um josh you go first on this one because i know you're a big fan of of, of this game mm. how happy were you to see this this announcement in this trailer i can only i was probably as happy as caboose was when he saw miles morales <laughs> i i i literally jumped out of my chair dude i was because the thing is they've been so like 
they've been so hush hush about this. Like, besides, I haven't heard any news about this game since they released the DLC for the original. And for me, it was it was my game of the year for 2017 by by far. This game came out of nowhere. I think the the last game that this studio did was Killzone Three, which was like so long ago, yep. <laughs> so long ago. So they were just like. They must. They were working on the the original game like for a long time. In in I wouldn't say secret, but they weren't like announcing it. The game came out. It was it's my favorite. It's it's probably I wouldn't say my, like my favorite of all time, but it's up there in terms of story games. Like look, the game itself, the gameplay is f- fantastic. The original Horizon Zero Dawn, the gameplay is fantastic. I can talk about that for hours. But the the thing that's the best about this is the story. The reason I'm so excited for a sequel is for a continuation of the story. It's set like thousands of years in the future where robots have pretty much uh, all like I, without giving too many spoils in it it's set in the future rope there's robot animals everywhere robots kind of overran humanity and kind of wiped out humanity and now humanity is kind of like in this caveman era where we're a lot more primal than what we used to be uh and but it mixes in technology in a good way that it's like not cyberpunk but like its own like nature punk i would say i don't know like it has its own weird kind of thing mm-hmm. Uh, the gameplay in the first game was a lot of like a lot of strategy. It's it, it's an action RPG with a, a some good RPG elements into it in terms of like your skill tree and um, and the things that you unlock. It's like about the, you use different weapons and bows and elemental arrows and the game's a, a lot about like hunting and prep and uh, a lot of strategy. So it was just it was it was a good game. It was so different. Um, so dude, I I'm excited for this. It looks great too. And the only thing that I could tell from this in terms of story is that they're saying that organic creatures are slowly coming back and there's uh, something threatening their existence. That's like the most I can get out of this as well, just from reading and it. And Lance Reddick is in But it. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, I saw yeah. Lance Reddick. I was like, oh. He also, was in that, uh, um, Remedy game too as well. Also, that's my favorite voice actor. I think I think she's – I forget her name, but the lady, the lady who does uh, – uh, Aloy's Aloy Aloy, uh, who does her voice is phenomenal. She's one of my favorite voice actors. I don't know her name, but I rec- like I sh- I know her voice from a lot of stuff she's done. So I love that. Um, I think you see Solus as well. Ashley oh, Birch. I- Ashley Birch. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. dude, she's fantastic, man. She's so good. Uh, oh, yeah. So yeah, I I think there's a lot of I'm hyped for it. I, I know a lot of people are hyped because the trailer looked good, but I'm just hyped because of the, I honestly like. It's one of those games where they could butcher the gameplay and I would still finish it just for the story. Yeah. Like I would sit through the horrible gameplay just because it's so it's such an addictive story because it's like one of those things where the more you find out, the more you, you questions you have. And like every time you get the, a question answered, you have more questions. It's great storytelling. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Uh, it looks really, really good. Uh, it was like, you know, when, when you saw Ratchet and Clank, that was the tech demo for PlayStation where they were like, look how fast things load when we go into a brand new area. When they revealed Horizon yeah. Zero Dawn, they were like, look how good games can look when everything is prioritized mm. on SSDs. You know, that is absolutely, although like, it's great. The games revealed Horizon Zero Dawn fans are going to be very excited like yourself, Josh. But it's also very much that tech demo that look how pretty games are going to look on this console generation. And that's exactly what they did for me. I didn't finish Horizon Zero Dawn. It was a lot of fun from what I did play. It's just, I remember at the time, there were a lot of different games that were coming out for the PlayStation. It was hard to keep up. Um, But one thing that I had so much fun with with that game was photo mode. And I cannot wait to play around with that again in this game. I will go back and finish the first one before I jump into this one. 
But man, oh man, photo mode is so much fun. And I know for a fact they're going to have it in this game because why the hell wouldn't they? And I mean, same with Spider-Man Miles Morales. It is going to be so great to be able to use photo mode for next gen on the PS5. Oh, I am beyond excited for that almost more than anything. And I mean, Lance Reddick being in the game is really cool too. So hell yeah. Yeah, the the best photo, the best photo mode I've ever experienced was in uh, Spider-Man. The the one that came out. Me too. That was the best photo mode I've ever experienced in any game. Mm Mm-hmm. 100%. Um, All right, another game that's not exclusive to the PS5 platform, but they debuted the the trailer, was Resident Evil Village, which is quite a departure. At least, look, I haven't played... I played some Resident Evil games, but not, like, a ton. But Mm -hmm. for me, it looked like such a departure that I didn't realize it was a Resident Evil game. I mean, first, you got the first-person perspective on there, and then, two, kind of the setting was an... uh, more you know instead of like the evil corporation umbrella like technology modern times it seemed like it was set in a in a an older time almost like Um, medieval looking yeah yeah yeah. so and it had a i don't know at least for me a more horror bent than than action bent at Mm -hmm. least from from that that trailer uh what'd you guys think oh Uh, that trailer was ahead first yeah, that, that trailer was awesome for me. Uh, I did my reaction. I was streaming my reaction. And right when we they started the trailer and you got to see a little bit of that first-person perspective, I was like, this is Resident Evil. It's got to be, you know, because Resident Evil 7, they kind of started shifting in that direction. Um, and then the trailer started going on, and it was showing some really different not Resident Evil-looking stuff. And I was like, okay, it's not Resident Evil. And then I saw what I thought was a zombie, so I was like, oh, it's Resident Evil. And then it turned out to be like a werewolf looking thing or something. And I was like, oh, it's not Resident Evil. And then it was Resident Evil. <laughs> and then at the end, you got Chris Redfield, who's looking like a big dude now. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he does he does some crazy stuff in the trailer. Which I have no idea what's going on there. I'm confused, but I am all in. Resident Evil 7 was one of the best Resident Evils I've ever played. Oh, yeah. I haven't played the two remakes, though. So I got to get on that. I know. And some people are going to be on me in the comments. I apologize. I will get on that. But they are the old games just remade. So don't judge me too much. Uh, But just for a sequel to Resident Evil 7, it being first person again, I thought that was one of the best elements of Resident Evil 7. And I cannot wait to get my hands on this game and see what the hell is going to go down in this story mode and how or what is going on with Chris Redfield. I also wonder because they did this they did this with RE7. Are they going to do a VR version again? Because Resident Evil 7 had a PlayStation VR release. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if they'll do that again cuz I know there were some people that I've talked to who adore and just went nuts for the Resident Evil 7 experience on PlayStation VR. So I got to imagine that PlayStation is planning on doing that again. But it is not an exclusive and it was one of those other games where it was a little deceiving <laughs> in the in the in the reveal to look like it was a PlayStation exclusive. Yeah, I think VR would fit great, especially now if they're doing a first person perspective on yeah. this. And then also, you know, I I've been playing a ton of VR lately. I played Half Life Alex, which to me is one of the best games yeah. ever in VR, and they have a horror element to it, and it works very well. And I can imagine Resident Evil uh, uh, Village having a VR version, not just for the PSVR, but also for the PC and just, and being able to capitalize on the, how effective horror is in, in VR. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and it looks it just looks great. Chris Redfield looks super interesting. I can't wait. I can't wait. <clears throat> oh yeah. So I uh I actually uh played the entire game in VR, Resident Evil 7. Nice. I finished it from, from from start to beginning in VR. And it uh I'm the I out of out of all the people I know that did play it on the PSVR, um they were all horrified. The game is horrifying. For me it was actually less horrifying in uh, VR because you could clip through things. So it's like you're horrified and then all of a sudden your head clips through a wall and you're like, oh, well, <laughs> it's just a game. <laughs> and it like kind, of breaks, kind of breaks that barrier. And it's also um, the moving, when you were in VR, if you wanted to make tight moves, it did a thing where it like completely flips you 90 degrees or 180 degrees. So it's not like a smooth transition. It just flips your like camera angle. So that kind of takes it out of you too. I found the game more scary playing it without VR. Um, mm. But yeah, it, it was it was in first uh, it was in first person Resident Evil Seven. It was fun. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I I couldn't even for the life of you tell you what happened in that game because when you're playing it in VR, you're just in the moment. You're like, don't get caught, don't shit your pants, do the thing, go find the stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and I I'd have to say I feel about I feel the same way you do, Caboose, where it's like I'm confused but excited. I yeah. have no idea what to expect. I mean, there's like what like witchcraft and werewolves and. Well, I don't like all sorts of stuff that I wasn't really expecting, and uh, then yeah, it's just I have no idea what to expect from this game. Uh, like the previous game was good in uh, first person, so I think this one will be just as good in first person. I think it'll definitely have a PSVR mode because the previous one was quite successful; it sold very well, right. and it's fairly easy to it's fairly easy to port. If your game is like the previous one, like there is a, I'm I'm, I'm fairly certain it's it's easy for them to bring out a VR uh, version. Just based off of the fact that it's first person, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I think it would be silly for them not to. But I think they're just going to be hush on that for now because I, I don't know if they're going to re-release. The, I don't know if they're going to do like a PSVR 2.0 or if they're going to rebrand it or re-release it or whatever for the PS5. But I think uh, as soon as we find out what's happening with the PSVR in terms of the PS5, mm-hmm. I think we'll find out if that's going to be a Resident Evil 8 in this. Um, it looks good, though. Like... It's a good mix of horror and action, you know. Yeah. I don't really, I don't, I don't really play horror games because I, I, I'm, I'm a pansy, dude. I hate horror <laughs> games. I'll get so scared. But this is the kind of thing where it's like, there's enough action where I'm like, I want to play this for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you. All right. All right. Uh, before we move on to The Last of Us Part Two, uh, you know, any kind of highlights or even just kind of things that you guys wanted to point out about the other games that they mentioned? They mentioned a lot of different games. I mean, the, the one thing I'd say is I felt bad for the developers of that Kenna game because that's when the stream froze. I don't know if you guys remember. It like froze for like for a me. The stream, really? the stream froze? Oh, man. Yeah, no, yeah. I had no I had no issues. I had no freezes, yeah. That's weird because it froze for me and it froze for like, maybe it was only for America or something because everyone in the chat room was... Were you was, watching on Twitch? Uh, I was watching on IGN, I think. Okay, because for YouTube it worked for me. Yeah, I, I was on I watched YouTube. It on YouTube. Well, I was on YouTube IGN, so oh, I was okay. I, w- I was on PlayStation YouTube. Uh, their, the, their actual maybe, maybe their, it was just channel, an IGN yeah. thing, but it maybe. froze froze for like like thirty seconds to a minute, and oh, they were like man. talking about the game. So <laughs> I mean, uh, I, hopefully, I will, hopefully, I will I, say... hopefully it is limited to just the IGN one, so it's less yeah. less affected. I will say the one thing, the other thing that we're not really talking too much about because, I mean, it's not too much to say about it, but I'm just, I'm excited to get another Ratchet and Clank game. I, I really yeah. enjoyed the reboot, like the the previous one that came out because mm-hmm. it was, uh, it was 
is the ex- it was the exact same maps and worlds as the first Ratchet and Clank, but they kind of redid the story, polished the game a lot. And it's I love platformers because they're fun. I like I agree with you that a lot of these indie platformers that they showed off they could have done on the PS4 or like shown us better games. But I was just I I love platformers, so I'm happy to see all the platformers they showed off. Really excited for a, a new Ratchet and Clank game. I didn't I was one, it was one of those things where I didn't know if they were going to continue the uh the franchise or not because i don't i think the movie bombed like if i recall i don't because they released the movie with the reboot that they did and i I think the movie bombed i'm not too sure i watched part of the movie and i was like this is cringe and like the movie and the game kind of incorporate each other in a in a weird way uh but yeah i'm excited for another uh, ratchet and clank game for sure yeah like i said earlier i mean that was a that was a really good tech demo for them you Mm. you saw they were jumping through rifts jumping through like completely different worlds, completely different, fully realized stages. And it was happening instantly in like a split second. There was a bit of a frame dip when it happened. I'm assuming that's something that'll get smoothened out when we reach launch, or maybe it was just something that was just a stream side thing. And it's not how it's actually going to look when you play the game. Um, But overall, it was very impressive to see that they were jumping from world to world, completely fully realized areas in the snap of a finger without any issue, without any load time. So that's what's very impressive about Ratchet and & Clank. And, I mean, Pragmata looks really cool. That's going to be another cross-platform game. But, man, that's two years away. We got a long time until that one. So who knows what that game's going to be like or what it's going to even be about. But it yeah. looked like it was a freaking <laughs> Kojima game. I thought it was like a Death Stranding. I thought that that was going to be like what Spider-Man Miles Morales is for Spider-Man PS4 for Death Stranding. Like, I thought it was going to be like a Death Stranding expansion, maybe like the beginning of the end of the world in Death Stranding or something. I don't know. I thought that could have been pretty cool. But either way, that game's look, that game's look really, really interesting. Um, and everything looked good. Everything looked solid. Some of the games looked really weird and wacky and maybe not so great, but I was thoroughly impressed with the presentation from PlayStation. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff in there. like So much. NBA 2K2. 21 i mean that's gonna be cross-platform you know just yeah. showing out the graphics and there is a very early demo uh bridge uh project athea which was from square enix um that that looked like it was exclusive to playstation if i'm not mistaken mm-hmm. um goodbye about so, Va- sure. Va- volcano high do you remember, do you remember that that was oh, like the God. 2D animated <laughs> i was like <laughs> what what in the what in the freaking dinosaur indie movie people am i watching it was like a coming of age clip from like an indie film i don't know mind you there's a market for that stuff but it's it's it was not for me yeah you know yeah i don't know what the i don't know what the i don't know what the dragon form of furries are i know there's a word for it but that's what it reminded me of and it made me (laughs) uncomfortable oh and uh and demon souls people are i know people are super excited for demon souls so that's cool that they announced it it was just like a cg trailer but it's coming, so that's cool. What was there was a game that kind of reminded me a lot of Journey in terms of the art style, but a bit darker, and it was like a platformer. Yes, it, where it had the word Ash in it, something like that. I know what you're talking about. It's, oh, it's that uh, looked cool as well. Yeah. I think I have it somewhere here. It was called it's, that looked fun. That looked Solar like a really Ash. fun platform. Yes, yeah, Solar, Solar Ash. Ash, and that it was Annapur- Annapurna was putting it out. Yeah, that I like that. That the Solar Ash looked good. I was I was yeah. I was happy about. That. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah. Do you know if Returnal is a PlayStation exclusive? Which oh, one? Yeah. Was that was the one Returnal. with the lady in the space suit that. that oh was right, yes. Loop. I think that's I think that's a PlayStation exclusive. Yes. Yeah. That does look, look exciting. 
That was a good trailer. That was a good trailer. I, I my like attention. the concept of that as, yeah. as a lot, actually. The fact that like you're in the death loop, but the world is ever changing. Yeah. I think that's super cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then, well, and then speak saying you just said the word, but also the game death loop that they showed looks cool great. As well. <laughs> yeah, like funny enough, great segue right there. Yeah, um, I'm yeah. looking at the character art here. I don't know how many characters there's going to be available. I can. It looks like there's another two, like, or it could be the same character with different hair because it, it's concept art. But I think they're definitely the going to have more characters. Yeah, for death loop, they'll have yeah. more characters. It looks fun. Yeah, that game looks like it, a ton of fun. It, the best way I can describe it is it looks like, a, in terms of uh, gameplay, it, it looks like a mix between Bioshock and um, uh, there was another game, uh, Dishonored. Dishonored and Bioshock. Mm. It looks like a good mix between Dishonored in terms of the teleporting around and the, and the shooting. It reminded me a lot of those two games. Yeah. No, yeah, that looks like so much fun. Uh, that's that's going to be a really solid first-person shooter. Also, talk about a good time to show like a, a leading black, ma- uh, black man, you know what I mean, in the... In a game in which is very rare, I think. Mm-hmm. No, in in Deathloop. Oh, the, in Deathloop the, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we don't we don't see him, but you can hear him. Uh, I just think that's cool because it's, it's it's not just in terms of well, in terms of representation. We got Miles Morales, but it's rare that you get you know like um, in like video games. It's so rare that you get like people of color in um, mm-hmm. in like the leading position. Very mm-hmm. rare. Yeah, I, I like. I it. love. Yeah, I love that, and I love two Marvel games is is on it. They got they got Kamala Khan leading Marvel's Avengers, and they got Miles now with uh, with Spider Man. Nice. Awesome. Uh, yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, so that was the PS5 event uh, and our thoughts of that. Um, so besides, you know, they had originally had wanted to do this last week, so it would yeah. kind of overlap with the Last of Us Part Two <laughs> launch, but, you know, because of everything happening, they had to. Mm-hmm. So Last of Us Part Two launches next week, but the launch trailer came out and the reviews came out today. Uh, launch trailer to me it was it's very short i kind of didn't mind it because i don't want to be spoiled on anything so just seeing a very short trailer didn't bother me um in terms of the reviews most mostly been positive i've seen a lot of like 10 out of 10s 9 out of 10s masterpiece a lot of people i did see a few mixed ones that were saying it wasn't quite as good as the first one and maybe the expectations were too high my thing my only worry because it looks like it's it's one, it looks gorgeous, and then two, it looks like it's you know following up pretty much uh, with the first one. My thing is, how much time are we going to get where Joel is the companion to to Ellie? Where you know the first game, it's like Ellie's the companion to Joel for ninety percent of the game. In a lot of the footage that you see in the trailers or whatnot, it just seems more like Ellie by herself. Right, but we know Joel will be part of it. We just don't know how much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we're talking specifically the reviews, or mm-hmm. just like you're talking about the launch trailer, like the launch trailer looks nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we're talking the reviews, uh, I wonder how all those people who are like, "I'm not getting this game because I looked at one spoiler," mm-hmm. I wonder how they feel. I wonder how they feel. <laughs> and I wonder, and I wonder how hard they're gonna fight to justify their reasoning for the however many clips that was not the entire full game experience that they decided to watch and then say, you know what, because of these three or four clips, I am no longer buying this game. I really wonder how much they're going to fight to justify their position because it's just another one of those cases, man. A game is not one cutscene. A game is not two Mm. cutscenes. 
a game, especially like The Last of Us, is like a 30, 40 hour experience. That'd be like me taking one swing in Spider-Man, taking one swing, and maybe it, there was a bug that took place in that one swing. And I went, you know what? This whole game sucks. I don't want to play it. I don't want to play this whole game. I don't even want to see it. I don't even want to see this whole game because of that one swing where that one bug that I experienced happened. You know, that, that'd be like the comparison there. But you know what? I'm not surprised. Naughty Dog is one of the top-notch developers. Granted, the argument that's there regarding their practices on time crunch and all that that is a conversation that needs to be had that is something that they definitely got to get working on in the studio to make sure there is a healthy environment for the people working on these games mm-hmm. um but they make good games they oh, always sure. make good games i expect since like early games. 2000s man yeah or i guess late since the late 90s they've just been like constantly giving uh uh just great content and great yep. games i love it yeah you know uh my i'm one of those unfortunate i'm one of the very few unfortunate people that had uh end game ruined for me before it came out like oh. well it was like literally the second day that the movie was out and there was a gif of i'll just do that um <laughs> like, oh, you know what man. no people have seen end game anyways literally someone yeah. like so i saw that gif and i was so upset but i still went to go watch the movie you know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. a two and a half hour movie. It's a, I'm not I'm not gonna go see it just because I saw the ending in like a like a five second gif. It's I don't I don't know. Like if there are truly people out there that aren't gonna play The Last of Us because they saw a couple spoilers, that man, you are missing out on so many. Not just on The Last of Us, but you're missing out on so many other things in life. If that's your point of view, like mm-hmm. that sucks. <laughs> hmm. I agree. So. I absolutely agree. If you let and and I also. There are some people I don't I don't want to like throw shade, but there are some people who like also actively seeked out those leaks and mm-hmm. and ruined it for themselves. And it's like, man, why? Yeah, just <laughs> you know, just, I just be patient. You know? I, I I couldn't I couldn't imagine that. You know, for myself, I've been lucky. Uh, I I don't cover those games, so I don't necessarily draw the most attention from the fan base. So I haven't seen any of the leaks, and I'm probably gonna keep going social media silent until I get to play the full game. But, you know, I would never, not for myself, I would never, you know, I would never be in a scenario where leaks are out there and I know where to find them and I'm going to be like, I'm going to go look at them. Especially if it's something that I'm looking forward to as much as I am looking forward to The Last of Us, you know? If it was the same situation with Avengers, and I actually think there was the same situation with Avengers, where stuff leaked for Avengers like a month, maybe later than when the movie was actually coming out. I remember hearing about that. And yeah, it's it's hard to avoid, but there are definitely things you can do to avoid it. So if you want to actively look at it, then you, in my opinion, I don't think you're truly as excited for the product. I'm not saying, I'm not denouncing anybody who goes and looks at the leaks. I'm just saying, if you're looking forward to the game, if you're looking forward to a movie, whatever, and there are leaks out there, avoid them. Avoid mm. them. Go into the experience without that stuff. It, it won't necessarily ruin your experience because it's only one small bit that's taken out of context, but... I think it's way better to go in and fully experience everything the game has to offer top to bottom without having knowing what's about to come next or without having knowing, you know, this X person or Y person's going to die, you know, like any of that, that, that information, not having it and then it being revealed to you within the context of the game, I think is important. And I think elevates the experience of playing the game. So I, 
You know, I hate I people that troll you, man. There's so many people out there that troll you into watching the leaks. That's that's what's yeah. upsetting for me. Yeah. Like with regarding the the Avengers Endgame leak, I saw. I was watching a, the GIF. By the way, it was a it was a cat video. I was like, oh, I love cat videos. Oh and then my literally god. Halfway through, halfway through halfway through the GIF, it just switched to that. And I was I was fuming. I was I literally blocked what and deleted the, the person hell? on Facebook that posted it. But like, so I know that there are people out there that's probably making similar type of videos, like click, like kind of like baiting you into watching it. And like, oh man, get like, if you have that kind of time on your hands, do something productive. You know, you're not getting paid to troll people. Come on. Yeah. Um, on a side, so I'm looking forward to it. It'll be out next week. Uh, gonna play it. Um, the we talked about this last week, Josh, about the yeah. uh, Naughty Dog. And how they got kind of they got called out for uh, it's weird because it's very complicated because it's the the song is already a cover, but someone else had covered it in a sa- similar fashion beforehand and then therefore asked uh, to get, you know, recognized. And apparently this has all been solved now or been uh, yeah. Well, what's nice is that they came out and they actually said they were like, we we 100% were inspired by her cover. Like yeah. they actually said that they're not they're not saying that it's a similarity. They're like, no, our cover of this song was inspired by Lotta Kessner's cover. Yeah. And um, it was nice that they put out that apology. Apparently, uh, Lotta, she removed her previous like tweets calling mm-hmm. them out for it. And she put out a tweet thanking them, which is nice. I know we spoke about the legality issues around it because it's like, yeah. How do you get copyright? How do you like? How does copyright work in terms of covers and your unique yeah. cover? And famous bands do covers all the time, so surely there's something around that. But I mean, look, Neil Druckmann himself came out with a tweet. That's pretty cool. You know what I mean? Um, and then yeah, they they said they're going to rectify it, and they'll probably, especially they'll probably not only mention her in the credits, but I'm sure they'll make like a bigger mention of it because of this happening. Yeah, uh, Neil Druckmann came out on Twitter and said Ellie's rendition of True Faith was inspired by Lotta Keshner's haunting cover of the song. Due to an oversight on our end, she wasn't credited as intended. Our deep apologies. We are rectifying this ASAP. We hope that Lotta Kessner receives the recognition she deserves. And then she wrote back, so proud this music has found a home in such an amazing project. Thanks to Neil, Naughty Dog, and everyone at Sony. So sounds like everything is all good now. Which is, and I mean, look, at good. the end of the day, you can't deny the fact that I didn't know this person's name a week ago, you know, and now mm-hmm. I do. And it's like, yeah, like, it's one of those things where any publicity is good publicity. She, I'm, not, I'm not saying that she was intent. I don't, I'm not sure. I'm not saying her intention was to get more followers and things like that. But she definitely got a lot more um, attention from this, which is a good thing. If your music is good and you're getting more attention now, that's a good thing, you know. So at, at the very least. Like, I guess I wouldn't call it like a silver, I guess it's a silver lining. At the very least, now she's a bit more in the right. the mainstream uh, eyes, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, uh, you guys have anything else to say about uh, Last of Us Part 2 before it comes out? Can't wait to play it. No. Yeah. yeah. I'm Same. excited. Um, all right, uh, Valorant came out uh, recently and that people mm-hmm. have been reviewing it. I haven't got a chance to play it. Uh, as it's currently PC only, but I heard that they are looking into porting it to consoles. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is supposed to be kind of like a cross between like what Counter-Strike was and what Overwatch is. And apparently it's been getting a lot of good reviews. People are saying that 
even though the graphics are kind of more simplistic and less, you know what I mean? Uh, like I heavy on textures and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, they did it's on a, purpose. It's a bigger market. Yeah. All more people can play the game. So that they, yeah, they can play it and also just lag time, not having so much lag yep. and, and all yep. that stuff. Uh, have you guys started to play this yet? Or are you guys interested in playing this? I played it a I, little bit. Um, sorry to cut you off, Josh. Uh, go I was just going to say, I, just, I played it a little bit. I'm not good at keyboard and mouse games, though. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I sucked. Uh, but I had a little bit of fun with it, and it looks like it's just going to be one of those really fun games to watch somebody play at the highest level. So, I mean, cool. It's getting good reviews. I'm glad. Yeah, I was going to say, I um, when, when the betas were out, I was watching a lot of uh, a lot of my favorite streamers like Shroud and Ninja and those guys play it. Yeah. And it's getting, I mean, look, they're unless they were getting paid to say this, which I doubt, they were critically acclaiming the game. They're like this. They're all excited to play it. Um, it's, yeah, it's gotten great reviews. It's it, Mm-hmm. I mean, look, there's obviously like, I know some people are talking about the microtransaction thing to it, but it, it, for any kind of game as a service, you're going to have microtransactions. You know what I mean? It's something you have to accept. And, and with, and this, this game, they know that it just, it should be purely cosmetic, which it is. And that's totally cool. It doesn't affect the gameplay whatsoever. Yeah. I am a hundred percent going to be getting to this game. I'm actually, my download is paused right now. I just got my, uh, an, <laughs> just an, so an, we can do podcast. this. Yeah. <laughs> so next week I can actually give you guys a proper review um, okay. but yeah, I, uh, for the people on the podcast that have been watching the past couple of weeks, I finally got my PC yesterday. So I've nice. been spending the past like couple of days downloading, um, some good, uh, I do voice acting. So I'm getting all my, uh, recording software out there and editing software, um, slowly downloaded the internet connection where I am is not that good currently. So slowly downloading all those things, but I am looking forward to playing some Valorant and I'll probably be streaming it, uh, quite often. Nice. My question is, I don't have a lot of people to play with, so I'm curious as to what it would be like just playing with stra- with strangers. You know, it's five v five. Yeah. Um, I I prefer games that have smaller like teams. Like I prefer like if I play any kind of battle royale, I prefer duos. Personally, you know what I mean. It's just a bit more manageable for me. Yeah. Um, and even and even solos, you know. Mm. Hmm. But it looks great. Everybody who's played the game has nothing but praise for it. You know what I yeah. mean. Um. And I can see it, it's 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 tactile too, which is what I like about it. Mm-hmm. And I like how unique unique the characters are. You know, that's that, that's and even though, like you said, the art style and the style itself is a bit toned down, the graphics are toned down. I kind of it gives it a, a certain style, it gives it a certain feel, and I kind of like that. It reminds me of matte black. <laughs> you know, like the matte, like matte kind of color. It reminds mm-hmm. me of like that in terms of video gaming. Like it has that kind of aesthetic, which I like. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I, yeah, I haven't played it yet. Uh, I, I'll, you know, because it is free to play, I will probably download it at some point and, and play it as well. It's funny, I've gotten so used to I used to be like a mouse keyboard guy, you know, back when Half-Life 1 first came out and everything. And then because I've just been playing a lot more console stuff, it's like I've kind of lost my, like, uh, trigger finger on, on mouse and keyboard now compared to, to controllers. Um, yes. Uh, also, Call of Duty Warzone Season Four dropped. I mm-hmm. think. Uh, Ooh, a Caboose, you're on Xbox, aren't you? I am. Well, actually, oh. no. I play on PC. I play <laughs> oh, on PC. Okay, I was about to say. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I know that there was a problem apparently where the Xbox um, Xbox players had an 80 gig update, which was yes. incorrect. Uh, My friends are like reached out to me yeah. about that. <laughs> uh, that's crazy, man. Ridiculous. Like when I heard that. Oh, dude, when I heard that, I was like, because I'm on PlayStation, I was like, please, for the love of God, like, 
it's going to take me five days to download that update. <laughs> Please don't tell me that's true. So luckily, it seems like it was a glitch or something. Um, I haven't played the new season yet. I did play a lot of the previous season. Mm-hmm. I'm real. I'm really enjoying Warzone, dude. The Gulag, love, loving, love, love the Gulag. Yeah. Um, it's not. It's it's a good game, honestly. Like it's a great game, and uh, I can't I can't wait to see where they go with it. It's. I think uh, with season four, I hope that we see some like live events in the game. Like I don't maybe a nuke or something. Who knows? Like it'd be cool to see some That's like crazy stuff happen. Teasing, right? Yeah, it there was, seems like, like they're teasing bunker. that. Yeah. yeah, new season looks uh, looks cool. Uh, I haven't had a chance to play too much of it either. Uh, I just jumped in just to get the battle pass uh, because Captain Price is the man. Uh, so I just got the battle pass, and I saw that they added like some new stuff to like the actual Warzone experience. Like there are live events that happen, not like live events like what you're talking about but live events that are like gameplay events that happen every game so for instance there's one called jailbreak where everybody who's in the gulag at the time gets released for free oh wow that's yeah cool. there's there's one where like these attack choppers come down or something and you gotta like shoot them and and you get like a bunch of money out of them when you get it uh and and i think i remember reading one where everyone who's dead gets brought back but that one is apparently like rare uh, so it's it's cool. It's it's pretty cool, and it, it is one of the best battle royals out there right now, without a doubt. And like 100%. good on good on uh good on Call of Duty. They they have uh, absolutely at least taken that number two spot. I don't know if it's dethroned Fortnite still, but it's definitely taken the the number two spot from Apex Legends as mm, one of the most watched yeah. and most played battle royals out there. Interesting. L- let me ask you this, Caboose, because me and Josh talked about this the other week. Mm-hmm. Is Warzone the future for the Call of Duty franchise? I mean, are they going to be keep going with uh, their regular games like Modern Warfare and uh, Black Ops yeah. when Warzone has proved so successful and popular and also uh, money making? Like, yep yeah. are they? Good? Are they going to kind of shy away from the the, the console uh, installments and, and just go with this uh, kind of free-to-play model? Well, I'll tell you what. When they launched Warzone, that probably wasn't the plan. The plan yeah. was probably just like what they did with Blackout for Black Ops 4, where they were like, listen, Battle Royales are the craze. We got to have one. And that's mm-hmm. it. Uh, we'll put it out with this game. Let it run for its for a year. Let people enjoy it. And then whatever's next will be whatever's next. But with Modern Warfare, because they decided to go free-to-play, I, I think they probably expected a good level of success. I don't think they expected it to be as massive as it currently is. So I, I would imagine, and I'm pretty sure I've seen, whether it's people at Infinity Ward or Activision, have teased that the plan is to let this be an ever-evolving thing that's just a staple for Call of Duty games in the future. You know, like, you'll have your mainline release of, let's say, a Call of Duty Black Ops or a Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, whatever. But Warzone will always be there. And I think that's really smart to do. I think letting Warzone always be that free-to-play game is great. Because I remember as well hearing that with Warzone being a free-to-play game, it also massively increased the sales for Modern Warfare and mm. the multiplayer of that game. Because I'm it guessing... It was the most it, bought game last month. Exactly. So a lot of people probably really enjoy Warzone. And on one hand, either they're like, I gotta get them, I gotta get Modern Warfare because it's easier to level up my guns in multiplayer, which is why I have Modern Warfare. Uh, or they're like, well, you know, maybe I don't always want to be in the 
battle royale environment. I just mm-hmm. want to jump in and play a couple of games. I like the way the game plays. So they buy the uh, the main game, or maybe they want to play the campaign. The campaign in Modern Warfare is really good. So there is there is something here that Infinity Ward has done that I'm sure Activision wants to capitalize on because, yes, it's free to play, so maybe there's not a ton of money there, but Warzone could now be a brand new additional avenue for a lot of players, a lot of just general consumers to get involved in the Call of Duty franchise. All that I hope for is that these Call of Duty games come out and are good. Black Ops is apparently the next one, and they're doing essentially what they did with Modern Warfare, it sounds like, where they're kind of rebooting the franchise almost. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm down for that. I am completely about that. So I'm excited and looking forward to Black Ops. I just don't want it to ever end. I don't want to ever end up in the dark days of Call of Duty where everyone had jetpacks and was running oh, off the wall. Oh, my God. And, and everyone was a friggin' cyborg. Like, I don't ever want to go back there. So as long as we stay far away from that, I look forward to the future of Call of Duty. And I do think that Warzone is going to be something that stays and sticks around regardless of whatever uh, st- title release comes out each year. Okay. I, I got I got a question for you to follow that up with. But before that, I feel like I have to explain because when you said uh, Captain Price, mm-hmm. I, uh, I had a visible freak out on camera. Yeah. So I feel like I have to explain my little visible freak out I had Please there. Do. I, me, me and my friend found out the other day that we know the guy. We like, like he, he put out a video on YouTube of him like doing his voice in the character talking to someone. Yeah. And obviously, like, uh, my my friend Alex met him on set on some TV show like that they filmed out here what? a couple of years ago, and you used to go to lunch with the guy. And like, you're not gonna look up some dude's IMDb. It's just weird, you know what I mean? So just like <laughs> we both, we were shook, dude. We were like, we know this guy. Like, that's that's the dude. Like, it was, dude. It was it was the freakiest thing. I was like, wow, that's man, awesome. it's it's crazy. It's so crazy. Um, awesome. but then yeah, my question to, my question to you regarding Warzone is, and this is something that I hope they do because. I hope that Warzone becomes its own standalone thing in the terms of downloads because, like, that was – Warzone is a big download considering you're downloading the base game from Modern Warfare as well, you know, and mm-hmm. it's like a lot of I'm, – I'm sure a lot of the assets in the main game are being used in Warzone. I mean, obviously everything, but there's got to be some kind of, like, way that they can cut out the assets that they're not using and make the game a bit smaller. Um, do you think that they'll do that? Do you think Warzone will have its own standalone launcher at some point in time? Yeah, I could see that ending up being the case because it is starting to become a really freaking big game that takes up a lot of space. Uh, I could also see them doing, you know, for instance, like what Destiny 2 is going to do when they launch their newest expansion later this year. They plan on vaulting a bunch of content from the game. Like they're getting rid of like three planets, two planets, um, oh, and wow. a ton of and a ton of the activities that come with those planets. They're just vaulting them completely because, first of all, Nobody plays those those that content like it's just it's useless stuff in there anyways. And second of all, just because the game is starting to get so huge that if they want to continue to evolve Destiny 2 and their plans are not to release a Destiny 3, then that's just what they have to do. But it's also vaulted, which means it can be brought out of the vaults at any time. So that's I think that's a good idea. And I'm assuming that's what we might end up seeing at some point for Modern Warfare or just for for Warzone in general, they might get rid of some content that's in the game to then make, you know, to then free up the space a little more and not make it a 500 gigabyte game, essentially, through all these updates. But at the same time, if you want a game to live on for who knows how many years, 
that's kind of what happens. They release these updates. They add more and more content into it. And the file size just gets bigger. That's just the way it works, unfortunately. So hopefully they find a middle ground. But yeah. Yeah. I remember when Fortnite came out. That was like when it first came out, it was like, I think it was like 14 or 17 gigs or something. And now it's about like sitting at somewhere about 50 gigs. Um, then again, on the other, on the opposite end of this conversation and discussion, I think of the reasons for them to not do that. Like I said, I, pr- I would prefer if they made its own launcher. But uh, one of the reasons I think that they won't do that is because they saw that, for instance, and this is de- definitely caught my eye, if you have the entire thing installed, buying buying the game, buying Modern Warfare is a lot more like, it seems like a good idea because it's like you already have the game installed. You already have the game downloaded. You know, All you have to do is pay for it and then you can access the story mode and yeah. all the other multiplayer modes. And I think it's, with it being the most bought game last month, um, and look, because Warzone's free, you know what I mean? Like people mm-hmm. aren't buying Call of Duty to play Warzone. Warzone's free. So they definitely saw an increase in sales because the games are tied together. So it's, it's one of those 50-50 things. I think further down the line, it will have its own standalone because like you said, in order for it to grow on its own, I think that that's possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, they're also like, they're definitely going to like plug the two together for the next game coming out as well. Um, 100%. Yeah. I, I'm probably going to buy the main game as well just because I want to play the Assault game mode. Uh, the Assault multiplayer game mode looks really cool. The 2v2. That looks yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, all right. Moving on to the next thing. Uh, Disintegration is coming out next Tuesday. Um, I got the review code. I, I haven't played anything past the, the tutorial. I played a little like a multiplayer um, against other people. And that was fun, but uh, I haven't really gotten to the campaign yet. You know, it's coming out Tuesday. You know, we have The Last of Us Part Two coming out next Friday. So it's trying to at least semi-avoid that uh, juggernaut that's coming. Have mm-hmm. you guys heard anything about it? Or are you guys looking forward to it? Because it's, it's from one of the guys who created uh, Halo, and it's like an FPS RTS. Yeah. It's... Mm. Uh... I mean, I played it, uh, I can't even remember when I played it. Oh, yeah, I played it at PAX East, I think it was, mm-hmm. earlier this year. And it's fun. Like, there's certainly some fun to be had. It's just, it's not a game that I'm going crazy about or a game that I am, like, this is day one purchase for me mm-hmm. or anything like that. If the reviews end up coming out and it sounds really good, then maybe I'll consider getting it when it's, like, on sale or something or when I know just I'll have the time to sink my teeth into it. But it's not a game that... Uh, was on my list you know was was something that i planned on buying absolutely no doubt about it and the launch trailer looks pretty cool i will say i mean like the the game looks pretty fun and i like the designs and i like the world i guess i just wish that there was a little more to it besides being on whatever the vehicles are called you know i wish there was a little more like yeah i wish there was a little more like ground combat in there maybe you could Mm -hmm actually be one of the uh one of the people that you control on the ground that could have been fun but i know that that's maybe just not realistic and it's just too difficult to do something like that i don't know it it looks like a fun game trailer launch trailer looked pretty cool i hope it ends up being good uh just not something that is something i'm looking forward to extremely yeah i I think for me personally i think i i'm a fan of rts's but them being on consoles just doesn't seem to work and i think that's right. one of the issues with this game is you have the little squad that you're kind of controlling as you yeah. are in your grab cycle 
from an FPS standpoint. But when you control them, you don't have that much control over them. You can send them to different places and fight certain people and start. Where in a real RTS, you need a keyboard and mouse because you can control each individual. You can micromanage. Yeah. yeah, and that's what it's about, and that's how you can get strategy and tactics. Where this is kind of less, and I, th- I really do think it, it's it's a limitation of of the controller. You know, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. RTSs, mouse and keyboard. That's <laughs> they were made to go together. So I think that's yeah. one of the main issues. But I haven't. To to be fair, I haven't played through the game yet to fully judge, but that's just my initial reaction. Have any of you guys ever tried out the Steam controller? No. What do you mean? It's the it's an interesting no no like the Steam the actual controller that they released, oh, but no. it's like there's there's no buttons on it. You kind of it's like touch sensitive, so that it's made for mouse and keyboard games kind of working better, so that you're like. Like the like like where the buttons would be on a controller, it's just these like touch sensitive pads that you can use, kind of like uh, so that you can have more control over the mouse. And it actually worked. Like when I tried it out uh, a couple years ago, um, it was actually quite good for RT. I played StarCraft on it and it was it was working huh. fairly well. You know, I was I mean I mean it's one of those things where I was like very slow with it, but I'd imagine that if I spent enough time to get used to the Steam controller, it would be quite cool to use for RTS games. Um, when disintegration first, when they dropped their video last year, I was excited for it because I was like, this is something new. This is something interesting. And like you said, you don't really see RTS games on console. And I was excited for it, but now I have a PC. <laughs> so it's like, if I'm going to play an RTS game, I'm going to play a, an R- I, I, inst- I think the first thing I installed on this computer was Starcraft two. It's nice. Like I'd, I'd rather <laughs> just play an actual RTS, you know, than, than this. It doesn't, mm-hmm. I don't know. There was, I had more excitement last year. I'm not as excited now. Um, I, 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 it's one of those games where I just, I did, I genuinely don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what it's, I don't think it, it doesn't look like the type of thing that would get a sequel. You know what I mean? Or, or any like other extra games that, I don't know. It's, there's not as much hype around it as what you would think. Right. Um, all right. Uh, some minor stuff here and there. Control is, you know, that was my favorite game of the year. And I think IGN's, uh, mm-hmm. best game of the year. It, they've confirmed it for PS5 and Xbox Series X. Nice. Um, you know, it already had ray tracing in on the PC version, so it's not that big of a leap you know, going to <laughs> PS5 and Xbox Series X. Uh, Star Wars Squadrons, which is supposed to be the spiritual sequel to the Star Wars Rogue Squadron series, uh, mm-hmm. is the trailer's coming on Monday, so we'll probably get the trailer plus some more details. So looking forward to that. Um, this one, Kabuzu sent me, which is... AT&T is looking for a buyer for their Warner Brothers gaming division for about $4 billion. And yes. you have Take-Two Interactive, EA, Activision, Blizzard, all expressing some interest. You know, they have certain titles they own, which are like Mortal Kombat and Harry Potter Wizards Unite. Um, yeah, I guess AT&T uh, is, is just looking, looking for a buyer. This is huge. Um, now... This is this is like a very businessy side of the games industry or just like industries in general that I'm not fully well versed in. And so a question that I want to ask, Dennis, because I, I assume someone like yourself would know a little more. Could this result in like a lot of job loss? Like, is this is this something that is not necessarily like worrisome as a whole because maybe it gets bought out by one of these other publishers and could be a good thing? Although those three listed publishers that are interested, I am not 
the biggest fan of in terms of owning WB games, but you know, could this could this result in in job loss? Is this something that? Uh, you know, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Because what happens is when these companies got get bought by other uh, other larger companies. I mean, even, it even happens when you have regime changes within same companies. Is right pro- projects get axed. Yeah. They, they take a look at him like, well, we're not really interested in that. So they'll take a look at the all the all the games that and properties that Warner Brothers Games has, and they'll be like, okay, well, obviously Mortal Kombat we're keeping because that thing makes you know is big, makes a lot of money. Yeah, Harry Potter. But then they'll start looking at some of the other ones and be like, well, this one is like only a, a quarter into development and it doesn't really look promising from our end. So they just axe it or cut it. You know, man. So, that that really makes me wonder because obviously there the rumors are that like WB Montreal's making another Batman game and mm. I I gotta wonder what the plan is I I can't imagine nah, that a that game like that, that gets axed because nah. it's bat even even if it didn't look promising it's like it's Batman you know yeah. so they would they would probably want to release that but um, I don't know there there are people that I've met over my time doing content creation that work. Uh, at WB Games, and I'm I'm hoping and wishing them all the best. I hope that this doesn't end up being worst case scenario. I mean, from what what I read here uh, in the article, it says that no deal is assured or imminent. Yeah. Said two people who were on the inside speaking of the fact that you know Take Two, EA, and Activision Blizzard were looking to or were expressing interest in buying the division. But there was something I said a lot earlier in the mm-hmm. show. And I want to reiterate it now that I have the context regarding what I was saying earlier. I was mentioning how Xbox has an opportunity here to get a hold of some really huge IPs. They have an opportunity. If if Xbox wanted to explore the interest in this, they have an opportunity to get something like Batman, Mortal Kombat, and maybe even whatever Rocksteady is working on exclusively on the Series X or the Xbox One. And if Phil Spencer has any cells in his head, in his brain, he is thinking about it. Because right now, if I was a general consumer, I am buying a PlayStation 5. Mm -hmm. I want Spider-Man. Horizon Zero Dawn looks great. The promise, or at least the likely possibility that a new God of War game is coming. Everything else, I'm getting a PlayStation 5. Oh my god. But... Dude, like... So go ahead. If if Xbox <clears throat> wants to fight here, if they want to pull up the gloves and get ready to go, you get Batman exclusively on Xbox, that's how you fight back. You get Mortal Kombat exclusively on Xbox with Killer Instinct. If they release another Killer Instinct, every fighting game fan is getting an Xbox. That's how you battle back. I'm telling you, it is a possibility. Yes, the article says that Take-Two EA Activision are looking to, like, are expressing interest. But I see a scenario where Xbox or Microsoft is interested, and I hope so. Because if there's, I do not want all three of those companies listed, all three of those publishers listed, while they've gotten a little better, Mm -hmm. are all 
publishers that have been under fire all the time for microtransactions in their games. You know, Take Two, I think they're they're with Rockstar, right? You know, with GTA Online, some really controversial comments been made by them. Gambling. You know, EA, I don't really think there's too much. I, I say the words EA or the letters EA. And immediately, you know, you know all the controversy controversy that comes from that. And Activision Blizzard, again, while they've gotten better and they've put out really good products like a Call I of Duty disagree on that. Okay. I think Activision Blizzard has put out pure trash for the, the past couple of years. They, they have definitely not done the greatest of jobs. But they've also had, you know, Call of Duty, which has been very successful. And, and to finish my point, they've had Call of Duty... You know, with uh, with with Activision and everything, those games still very heavily feature microtransactions and very heavily. And while they're cosmetic, still a lot of avenues for people to just keep spending money. And and even then, WB Games now has been criticized for microtransactions. Imagine what these games could look like under an EA or a Take Two. Or an Activision Blizzard, I'm telling you, it could be disastrous. So if Xbox, if they're smart, if Phil, if Phil Spencer is smart, he knows that this is a massive opportunity. With a Batman game rumored to be on the horizon, imagine they get it exclusive to Xbox. I don't know how that's going to work. I'm assuming if it is coming out anytime soon, that a lot of work has gone into the game to be cross-platform and to work on other consoles, but maybe for the next one or maybe for whatever Rocksteady's planning on working on, you can get those exclusive to Xbox. That's a huge win. And that will get people buying some Xboxes over PlayStations because Senua Saga, like it looks cool. That's not going to beat out something like a Horizon Zero Dawn 2. That's not going to beat out something like a Spider-Man Miles Morales. There's just that's just the facts, you know. Yeah, um, Microsoft did something similar with uh, what you call it, Obsidian when they bought Obsidian and yep. Outer Worlds was in development. They it was released on multi platform, even though Microsoft owned because all the work had already been put into it. So something like that right. would probably happen, and then, like you said, the next version would be exclusive only to Xbox. And yeah, that would be a power move. That would be like. Here's these games. I mean, imagine if you were a Mortal Kombat fan and you had to play every single game and it was exclusive only on Xbox. I mean, you'd have to get an Xbox. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that'd be a good move on their part. Uh, let's see if they actually actually do yeah. it, though. Yeah. The Lego games, too, like, that's just that's a whole audience to tap into as well. Mm-hmm. There's, there's some serious potential here. It's just the only thing. I hate talking about it. With the caveat being that people might lose their jobs here, which is going to be a very unfortunate thing. And I don't know. It says it's not assured. It's not mm-hmm. actually like it's not guaranteed that they're going to make the sale. And if it is even going to happen, it's not like happening tomorrow. So we'll see. Uh, I'm sure this is something that you guys and myself are going to keep a close eye on. But mm-hmm. yeah, I do feel really bad if people are going to be losing their jobs here because that, of course, is an, an unfortunate thing. Yeah. I think of um, in terms of I mean especially like like fi- fighting games on its own being a huge genre is also a huge has been for a long time has been a huge esports genre you know what I mean yep so for Mortal Kombat if Mortal Kombat had to move to Xbox if like 
I mean, once again, these people aren't listed, but if Xbox has any brains, they would, and if they have the funds, they would do this. Like they definitely said, have the it's funds. A, it's a no-brainer. <laughs> yes. It's a no-brainer. This acquisition for Xbox would be a no-brainer. Like, they should just do it. But I think of the amount of people that, like, would have to go over. Like, the, I mean, on in terms of, like, uh, your um, your fighting games on PlayStation, you're, you're probably always going to have Tekken and, like, Marvel vs. Capcom, those kinds of things as well. But, mm-hmm. dude, Mortal, especially with the Mortal Kombat movie, which we haven't spoken about in a long time, but Mortal Kombat, they, start, they were casting Mortal Kombat. Like, I remember seeing the, the actual breakdowns from Mortal Kombat a couple years ago. They had it, said it was Untitled Project, but then they listed the characters, and I was like, come on. Um, <laughs> so we know, Mortal, we know a Mortal Kombat movie is going to come, and that's just going to get even more people playing Mortal Kombat. So mm-hmm. that's, that's a hu- huge win right there. Um, it would make, if any of these other companies, like, I uh, the reason I hate Acti Blizzard is because they've personally screwed me out of my money so many times. Like I have a personal vendetta against Acti Blizzard. Uh, I used to be a huge Blizzard fanboy. I loved. I looked up to Blizzard. I looked up to Blizzard as a company being one of the top tier companies, and now I just yeah. think of Blizzard as trash. And I think of it's because of Activision's involvement in Blizzard that they're trash. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Warcraft Three Reforged, or better known as Warcraft Three Refunded, that pissed me off. Um, <laughs> Diablo Immortal, the mobile game, that pissed me off. I mean, look, they gave us some some gameplay for Diablo 4. It looks good, but we're not going to see that for a while. And they're just not bringing out new IPs, man. Like, the the last new IP they had was Overwatch, and that's getting a sequel. Cool, but it's like, man, give me something good here. Like, don't give me, like, give me a Warcraft 4, you know? Bring out another RTS game. Like, give me a StarCraft 3, you know? Come on. Like, if you're not going to bring out new IPs, at least give us, like, sequels that we want and things that are of quality and not where you're refunding people and completely screwing with people. Um, I guess out of the four companies that are looking at the acquisition right now, if I had to choose the, the lesser of four evils, I'd have to go for Take-Two Interactive, I think, personally, uh, out of all those people listed. But like you said, I think the best option would be for Xbox to yeah. do this. Like, it's, it's, a no, it's a no-brainer, you know? Yeah. They got no, the I funds. Agree. They got the money. If they want to do it, they can do it. I think just Phil Spencer's got to ask uh, Satya Nadella and convince him that that's in Microsoft's future. If gaming is in their future and they plan to be in it for the long haul, then it makes sense for them to do it. I mean, they they acquired quite a few studios last year. They acquired quite a few just to make sure that they have some kind of exclusives on their platform. So. Uh, yeah. hopefully they're still thinking like that and they can take a look at this. Then again, I mean, this is a 200, a $200 billion deal. It's not going to happen overnight. You know what I mean? So many negotiations are involved. So many back and forth people re-editing their contract, sending it back and forth. Like it's, um, that, that would suck. Yeah. And it's out of all the companies, I feel like Microsoft Xbox would treat the, um, the IPs a lot better. You know what I mean? And they would hold on to the IPs, I think for the sake of having exclusives, like you said. AT and T's not going to care. <laughs> they're not going to care no, who they ax. They don't care. They're not going to. They're not. They don't care at all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Take Two Interactive will only hold on to the IPs for the sake of money. Uh, same with EA, and then Acti Blizzard will probably drop the majority of those IPs because they don't really care about new IPs. Um, but yeah, like you said, it's a no-brainer, man. It's I'm particularly excited. Not as much as you, Caboose, but I'm particularly excited for a new uh, Batman game because it has been a while. Uh, Arkham VR was enjoyable. Arkham Knight was a, was a so-so game, you know what I mean? I, I enjoyed it, but it was it. more like a car game than a Batman game, but I enjoyed it, you know? I like the story. Uh, the thing is, though, if this happens, just imagine this. Imagine EA does this acquisition, and then 
things like, oh, you want Robin? You, you want Robin in your game? Paywall. Pay $5, yeah. You want Poison Ivy? <laughs> Paywall. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Oh, what are you, what are you talking brutal, about? Man. Like, you want Batman? $10. Yeah. And granted that that did happen for like what? like they did Nightwing and and all that. I remember with with Arkham City and they were like paid and they're like they paid characters and all that stuff. But I know like I know exactly what you're talking about cuz I think in Arkham Knight they were all just playable. You know, besides yeah. uh besides maybe it was Red Hood who was the pre-order bonus and then they had the Harley Quinn or no Harley Quinn was the pre-order bonus and then Red Hood was just like a separate expansion or something or was it a GameStop Man, I can't remember that game came out five years ago. But I remember there were a couple of paid characters, but there were also a bunch of just free characters. Like, I think Catwoman, Robin, Nightwing were free. And those are characters that were just available to you from the get-go. And yeah, under the acquisition of something like a uh, like like a Take-Two at EA or whoever, we could see something like that. And that, that scares the hell out of me. People are also mentioning stuff like, you know, they don't want to see something like Mortal Kombat become a yearly franchise. Listen, oh yeah, I'm a fan of Mortal Kombat. More Mortal Kombat is great and all, but a Mortal Kombat game every year is just not realistic. It's uh, not yeah. realistic. Yeah, it's no, over. No it franchise should be yearly. That's my, none. my opinion. Yeah, none, none. Oh. It, it's so this is, um, I don't know. This is really scary. If Xbox is smart, though, they got to be thinking about it. They got to be thinking the same thing that I said. They have to be in their head like, you know, PlayStation's got Spider-Man. We could we could have Batman. We could we could take DC and let that be our thing, and I, th- I think that would be smart on their end. I I hope that this just doesn't happen for a while because if there are any projects like I don't know what Rocksteady is working on, I have no clue. There are rumors left and right, but if they're working on something that's a DC project, it's probably not going to come out for a little bit still. And I wouldn't want to see see a scenario where that gets canceled, where the project gets canned. You know, I just. I want to see good games from these great developers. Whatever this Batman game is, that is probably a Batman game from WB Montreal. They've, they've been teasing since September of last year. I want to see it. Uh, and, and I just, I don't know. This is scary news. This is scary news for sure. Um, all right. The last piece of news we got Josh had sent in uh, Gods and Monsters gameplay leaks due to, uh, was it on Stadia? A Stadia bug? Yeah, Stadia bug, yeah. Google Stadia. Yeah. So, I mean, I didn't even be, know it was like, that far along to be on, you know, any platform. I agree. I mean, look, it's only a 30 second clip, but it's just I, I thought I'd show you guys because, dude, this is straight up Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Like, I yep. know we said that when we saw the trailer, but now that I'm seeing the actual gameplay, like, come on, man. Like, I'm excited for it anyway, because it's a great game. And I like that other games are looking at that type of I'm, I'm glad a lot of other studios looked at Breath of the Wild and said, wow, we need to make our own Breath of the Wild. I'm not completely yeah. against it. A lot of people are. If it's done well, I'm excited. But this looks meh. You know, it looks it looks whatever. If, if you're going to do a Breath of the Wild game, make it look stunning. They give it something different. The combat mm-hmm. does. The combat is obviously different, but it's there's too many similarities here, man. Like it, it's shocking. Yeah, uh, from what I'm looking at, that was the immediate first thing that came to my mind too. Was uh, oh, this is uh, Breath of the Wild. <laughs> It just doesn't it doesn't get that pop that Breath of the Wild does. You know, when you look mm. at that game, you're just like, wow. And granted, this is a this is a 30-second clip from yeah. one small portion of the game. So I don't want to make my judgment on the entire game based on just this. Um, but just this doesn't look the greatest to me. Yeah. 
So I don't know, but uh, I can imagine that the developers are not very happy with no. Google Stadia right now. Well, well, here's here's a the lot thing. of people aren't I'm happy still... with Google Stadia right now. <laughs> yeah, here's the thing. I'm still going to play the game. You want to know why? Because I don't have a Nintendo. <laughs> because I don't have a Switch. So that's why. Like, I mean, it's just going to be nice to be able to play a a game that's like Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild on a different on a console I actually own. You know what I mean? That's the only reason that I'll play this is. Unless I get a switch before this game comes out, I'll most likely play it. All right. Oh wow. Uh, um before we end, sorry to cut you off here, but apparently on Play Asia, I'm not sure what this website is or if it's legitimate, but the PlayStation 5 is apparently up for pre-order and it's listing at 699 US. Oh, no, that nice. was uh that was uh that was incorrect. That was a uh, they had to do an you're, apology statement. You're ta- it's no, no, but you're a, talking about the Amazon thing, right? Because I know what yeah, you're talking about. Yeah, the Amazon leak, yeah. But this is this is from Play Asia. This is I'm seeing this literally just now on my timeline. You said six ninety nine. That's so the picture I'm seeing on screen right now, this uh-huh. comes from a Twitter user known as Wario64, who I think is like an insider. Um the the picture they're showing, it says US six ninety nine. I will Damn. link it. I'll link it for you guys. I mean, that is. If this is true, we don't know. This could be another same situation or same scenario with Amazon. Uh, so I don't want to like immediately be like, "Oh yeah, this is this is true." But man, oh man! <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so that is that's, that's big. That's all those people that are super excited. Just uh... <laughs> we'll see. Uh, I guess this is, I think that because of these leaks too, Amazon and, and now this, I think that the, the announcement probably is coming soon from PlayStation, especially if this to, isn't, yeah. especially if this, if this isn't true, as well as the whole Amazon debacle, uh-huh. they probably are going to be back into a position or back into a corner where they're like, well, shoot, we have to tell them what the actual price is going to be. Otherwise they're going to be misled or they're going to be deceived by these random websites, you know? Uh-huh. So I could, I could see that being a scenario, but if it ends up being six ninety nine, that is steep. That yeah, is that's really that, steep. I mean, I mean, part of the reason why I mean, obviously, exclusives were a big deal, but part of the reason why Xbox lost the last generation is that they launched one hundred dollars more expensive because they mm-hmm. had to connect. Like you had to have the connect with it. Um, mm-hmm. Six ninety nine. That's even. Let's say the disc less version is one hundred dollars. Like Five hundred. That's still five ninety nine. That's still six hundred bucks. That's still oh, too much money. I mean, yeah, you, I'm you're disappointed. You're you're not gonna get mass audience uh, with with that type of price. Yeah, it's let's just, uh, let's see uh, let's see how this is gonna be. But that is that's gonna be tough. I think just in general, though, just because of because of the sheer amount of power and tech mm-hmm. that's going into these next gen consoles. I think that people are going to have to now brace themselves that these consoles are not going to be like the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox where they were like four or $500. They're going to be like, like Xbox. If this ends up being true, Xbox is probably going to be $599. it will be 600 yeah. Um, But that's still 600 bucks. Yeah. You're dishing out. To, you know? to me, the only way they can get away with this is that both PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series uh, X the highest price they could go is do four ninety nine for the digital only version. And yeah, five ninety nine for the disc version. I right. that's like 
I think the absolute highest they can go to get like actual mass market interest in it because six six hundred ninety nine people are not, you know parents will be like uh, all right uh, Timmy you can you can still play on your, your PS4 <laughs> right or Xbox you, you guys one. think you're gonna have it bad though in the U S it's almost it's it's coming up to a thousand dollars Canadian. Same, Jeez. same here where I am in yeah, South for, Africa. For you it's as well, about, yeah. It's about, it's about the exact same. Yeah, Brutal. it's gonna. That's crazy. Brutal. Yeah, yeah. It's just uh, while we're on the topic here, I actually just because I'm looking up this stuff and I saw some information about the Xbox Series X that I didn't know about is it has the the store these storage expansion expansion slots on the back. Have you guys seen those? No. It's like. Um, like uh, it almost looks like an old school PlayStation oh, Two memory card. Yes, yes, you, yes. Yeah, you plug into the back of your Xbox. Like, I mean, they're showing one here that's like a terabyte large, but it looks like it'll probably fit in the palm mm-hmm. of my hand. Mm-hmm. That's just they, cool, though. That's that's that convenient. Off. Yeah, it's yeah. cool. So, but the the thing was, I think some people were a little misled by that because some people were thinking that it replaces hard drives or external hard drives. I think, from what I understand, you can still use an external hard drive for an Xbox, yeah. but they are those little memory card things. I think those are SSDs. So that's like if you use a hard drive, you're going to get not the greatest like you're not going to get the exact performance that is optimized with the Series X that you would if you were to use those little memory cards for additional space. Yeah. Yeah. They are cool, though. I like them. All right. uh, Before we go, uh, let's just tell everyone what we've been playing. Uh, Let's start off with you, Caboose. What are you what have you been playing recently? I have been uh, playing a lot of Mortal Kombat, of course, since the expansion had launched. They released that DLC, uh, so I've been just uh, very deep into that. Um, I've been playing a little bit of Warzone. I kind of stopped. Well, not stopped, but like didn't play as much when Mortal Kombat 11's DLC dropped. So, you know, a little bit of Warzone here and there. And uh, I'm getting back into Spider-Man, actually. I'm thinking about doing a little replay of it to just get myself hyped up again for the for the new release so that's what i'm playing nice josh um been playing a lot of minecraft because i've been playing it with my nephew uh it's just a good good way to bond with my nephew and it's like i said before it's a very relaxing game it helps me with my anxiety and uh well today i spent the whole day trying to figure out ray tracing minecraft because i know i have the the ability to uh, do it, but it's it's complicated to set up. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to figure out how to do ray trace Minecraft. Other than that, uh, I've been playing I've been playing a lot of Warzone. Not really this week, but for the most part, I've been playing a lot of Warzone. And then uh, what what else was it? Oh yes, I I got back into Infamous Second Son. I never got to finish it before, so I'm busy playing Infamous Second Son. I just I was craving like a superhero type game where you got powers and stuff. You know, got into that. I've been enjoying that. But now that I got my PC yesterday, I'm probably going to be switching to a lot of MOBAs. I'll probably be playing a lot of uh, like uh, League of Legends, Dota, um, Smite. I-, I enjoy good MOBAs, and then I'll be playing. I'll be playing a lot of uh, Counter Strike uh, Go, uh, the Global Offense. I'll be playing that right after the stream, actually. Nice, cool. What about you, Dennis? Uh, uh, I mean, I just like I said, just finished playing Last of Us, the part one plus the the dlc uh left behind which i thought was fantastic mm-hmm. uh, just in preparation for last of us part two then i decided to for some reason go back and play alan wake which is one of my favorite games <laughs> it, it had, it's weird because i played it on the the xbox 360 um you know and then i remember there was like the sale 
for it on the PC on Steam like a long time ago because like they were losing the music rights. So they were like, quick, buy it while you can. And so right. I did, even though I had played it and beat it, bought it, and then uh, didn't touch it, never touched it until basically a few weeks ago and decided, you know what, I'm just going to play it again. And I was telling Josh, it was just funny seeing like how much the graphics have improved when you play a PC version versus a console version because you can update all the textures and lighting yep. and all that stuff. Yep. Uh, and, and so much so that the... the um, Character modeling. graphics, yeah, the graphics in game were better than the pre-rendered, quote unquote, CG cutscenes that they had. Um, so I, I just finished playing that again. It's not a long game; it's like twelve hours or something like that. Uh, I just got Spider-Man Switch, so I'm gonna play that for the first time. I ordered Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, ordered uh, Uncharted series, so I think my next step will be. Also, I got Disintegration. I played a little bit of that. But really, uh, I'll probably play a, maybe a little Spider-Man before getting... I don't know if it's a good idea, though. Should I play... I, I, there's no way of finishing Spider-Man between now and the time Last of Us Part Two comes out. So I'm wondering right. if I should hold off on Spider-Man and wait till after so that when I play it, it's in one big chunk instead of splitting it apart. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that, that probably could be the best case scenario. Then if you're going to really dive deep into Last of Us 2, then, uh, then yeah, probably wait. Yeah, I'm looking. Man. I'm looking at the date right now, and I, I think the same thing. Just you don't want to. You don't want to like because Spider-Man's an amazing game, and you will be hooked. And then it's like you're going to be thinking of like you're going to be playing The Last of Us, and you're going to be thinking of Spider-Man. And then when you're playing Spider-Man, you're going to be thinking of The Last of Us, and you don't want to <laughs> be in that situation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I tend to like to play one game all the way through and then move on to the next. I mean, obviously, there's uh, exceptions, which are like games that aren't story-based. You know, like. If you're you hopping on Apex Legends or Fortnite or Call of Duty Warzone, it's like that's different because that's the you go play that for a while. It doesn't matter, you know. Right. You're not following some story or whatever. Mm-hmm. If you're playing those type of games, so yeah, that's what I'm playing. So uh, all right, let's just uh, we've been talking oh, for a while. Just had so much to talk quick, about. What's yeah. up? Yeah, two super quick things just worth mentioning: uh, League of Legends, the animated TV series. Or is it? I don't know what if it was a TV series, but the the animated um, is it? Yeah, it is the animated series. The animated series got delayed to next year because obviously the pandemic. And then I uh, thought it was also worth mentioning that Spellbreak, which is a great like wizard mage type of mm. battle royale, it is heading to Xbox One and Nintendo. Currently, it's only on PC and PlayStation, but it's heading nice. to Xbox soon. And uh, yeah, it's it's a very it's an interesting take on battle royale. It's like any other battle royale, but you know you're a wizard or a mage and you're using spells. It's pretty fun actually. Cool, cool. All right. Uh, I guess that's it. Josh, where can people find you? Uh, you guys can find me on Instagram at josh.toki. You guys can find me on Twitch starting next week at josh underscore toki. And Caboose? Uh, yeah, you can find me Twitter and Instagram at CabooseEK. And uh, yeah, I'm also on Twitch as well, CabooseEK. Cool. Well, thanks for joining us, you guys. Uh, you guys can follow me on Twitter at think here or Instagram, dennis.tzng. Make sure to subscribe to this YouTube channel, youtube.com slash collider games also on the collider factory podcast feed and we're here every single week so until next time and next time we talk uh last of us part two will have just come out and hopefully we'll be played at least a little bit of it and talk (laughs) about our first impressions all right until next time see you guys later
Napa At Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers, get a $25 prepaid Visa card when you get any Napa Automotive battery. It's the best deal for some of the best batteries from some of the best car people around. But we might be a little partial. Anywho, pick up any Napa Automotive battery and save $25. Bucks. Do it yourself or have it done for you. That's Napa Know How. Napa Know How. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers. While supplies last, offer ends 83120. Stay little chico, Pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game, so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 